The following is a recording of Sarah Nolan at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Richmond, Virginia on October 13th, 2019. Thank you for listening. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. Our preacher today is Sarah Nolan, whom many of you know. Please give her your beaming smiles and your rapt, undivided attention. That's a tremendous help to everyone who ever preaches. Thank you. Please be seated. Good morning, St. Paul's. As Bruce said, I am the Minister of Stewardship here, and as someone who spends a lot of my days looking at Excel spreadsheets and also weeding, I'm just going to tell you, y'all, my heart is pounding right now. The most common response I get when I tell people outside of the church that I'm a Minister for Stewardship is usually a blank stare. Sometimes a question follows, what is that? And a blank stare. However, if that person I'm talking to has a churched background, they often respond, oh, so you're the money person. The word stewardship carries two very distinct meanings in our culture today. In non-religious contexts, it primarily refers to the care of the environment, land management, and conservation practices. Within the church, and particularly mainline denominations, it is a common way to discuss faithful financial giving. Either way, when I talk about my work here at St. Paul's, I usually have some explaining to do. I mean, yes. Stewardship is about sharing your financial resources with the church. And yes, it is about care of the environment. And it is about so much more. It is a ministry that is deeply rooted in God's greatest commandment to love God and love our neighbor. In fact, I would like to believe It is one of the most radical acts of faith we practice every day. Over the past few weeks, we have explored with Charlie's stories about wealth, relationships, and faith. 
we have been challenged to consider what it means when Jesus says, you cannot serve God and wealth. To imagine how might we join God in closing the chasm that so often separates all living beings and to ponder what a faithful life is. Today's gospel reading in Luke builds upon the question of what a faithful life looks like and begins to touch upon some of the foundational principles of Christian stewardship. At the beginning of the story, we find Jesus and his disciples encountering ten men with leprosy in the region bordering Samaria and Galilee. These men are living as outcasts in an in-between region that is seen as a hostile place. While many scholars note that there technically is no region in between Samaria and Galilee, Luke is highlighting to his readers both the ethnic and religious tension existing at the time and Jesus' willingness to walk into and through that tension. Aware of Jesus' reputation as a religious man and healer, from a distance, these men cry out to him, asking to be made clean. Hearing their cry, Jesus commands them to go and show themselves to their priests. And these men did just that. Now, I want to pause here, and I want to commend all ten of these men for following Jesus' command immediately. As part of the religious purity laws of the time, people who had leprosy were not welcome in their communities, especially not within sacred spaces. They were isolated and outcasts. So Jesus telling them to return to their communities and see their priests would require some level of trust in Jesus' ability to heal. They must have believed that they would be made clean enough, otherwise they would not have started back on their journey. And while en route, these men were made clean. Jesus had cured their leprosy. Now, if we think about your average story of a Jesus healing, there is nothing particularly noteworthy about what just happened. Man with leprosy asks for healing. Jesus gives command that will lead to healing. Man with leprosy follows command and is healed. Another check to the list of Jesus' miracles. Encouraging story, yes. But by this point in the Gospel of Luke, or any other Gospel for that matter, nothing new. It is what happens next that should cause listeners to pay close attention. Once realizing that he had been made clean, one of the ten, a Samaritan, returns to Jesus, praising God in a loud voice, prostrating himself and thanking Jesus. This man, a double outcast as a Samaritan with leprosy, realized two things. As an outsider, Jesus owed him nothing and yet gave him everything and that God, embodied in the person of Jesus, is the source of life and to be praised. Jesus responds to the Samaritan man's actions by asking aloud, Is it only this foreigner who turns back and praises God? Jesus then tells the man to get up and go. Your faith has made you well. 
Other translations of this passage say, your faith has saved you or your faith has made you whole. Along with the other nine lepers, the Samaritan was cured, but it was when he returned to Jesus, gave praise and expressed gratitude that he was made whole. This man didn't just believe the commands of Jesus. He sees God at work in his life and is compelled to respond with gratitude. His turning back to Jesus, the source of life, and his expression of gratitude was his act of faith. And this, my friends, gets at the root of Christian stewardship. In its most basic form, the practice of Christian stewardship in the Christian life is an ongoing process of tending to the various resources entrusted to an individual or a community. The Old English, Greek, and Hebrew meaning of the word steward all convey the role of a manager caring for the concerns of a household. What is it then that makes this daily activity one that is considered an essential act of faith and part of what makes us whole as humans. If we can draw some insights from today's gospel reading, we see that stewardship begins with our return to Jesus and recognizing God's presence, seeing God at work in our lives and around the world, and remembering that all things stem from God. We are the stewards in the household of God. All that we have and are managing belongs to God, and we are entrusted with the responsible care of these resources. Stewardship is also an act of gratitude. It is that undeniable response to God's presence in our lives and in the world around us. It invites us to be aware and mindful of that which is good and life-giving, especially during seasons that seem empty of anything good and in times that feel void of God's presence. Gratitude is not just a feeling, but an expression of hope. The hope that God's work in our lives and the world is leading to a restoration of all things. And faithful stewardship plays a role in this restoration. Often, when there is a story of healing in the scriptures, it is not just about a physical cure, but about the restoration of someone from isolation into community. The ten lepers in this story were welcomed back into their communities and into intimacy with others. And the Samaritan was restored to relationship with God and his community. When we practice stewardship through the lens of holy gratitude, our sharing of resources can bring us into deeper communion with God and others. And this, in turn, is part of our own restoration. Through God, all life is connected, and the resources we have can either play a role in the ongoing renewal of this connection or foster a continued disconnection. Eleven years ago, I served as the lay campus chaplain at a small public university in Southern California. It was a challenging place to be a campus chaplain 
And I felt very conflicted about how much we were pouring our financial resources, namely my salary, into a ministry that only had a handful of people participating. Of course, I recognize how important the ministry was for those few students, faculty, and staff. But the question, is this the best way to steward our resources, kept nagging me. When I raised these concerns with my partner priest and our campus ministry board, we entered into a period of discernment. This discernment included an assessment of not only our financial resources, but the skills and interests within our leadership, the partnerships we had developed in the community, and the needs arising from the context we were in, a primarily agricultural community. Out of these deliberations, recognizing an alignment of resources and possibilities, we came to the conclusion, we need to start a farm and plant a church. And that, St. Paul's, is exactly what we did. This decision led us down a very risky path, which, in retrospect, if we had known the challenges that lay ahead, I don't know if we would have made that same decision. However, I can also say to this day, stepping out in faith after considering the resources among us has been one of the most transformative experiences I have ever been a part of. In building that ministry, we consistently asked the question, how are we using our resources towards restoring right relationship to God, to ourselves, to our neighbor, and to all of creation? Today, that ministry has grown from a tiny campus chaplaincy meeting in a classroom to a five-acre farm that feeds an entire community with thousands of people visiting each year, a dynamic worshiping community, and a diverse team of leaders who are again asking, are we stewarding the resources we have in a way that brings about restoration and a flourishing of all life? What I learned through the development of that ministry is that stewardship is an ongoing process and one that is about constantly reorienting our lives towards God. Every day, we are presented with choices that require physical, mental, and spiritual resources. By understanding our day-to-day -day lives as stewards of these responsibilities and resources that we have gained or inherited, our choices and intentions can become acts of faith that transform mundane tasks such as budgeting, recycling, and prayer into living out the great commandment to love God and love our neighbor. My hope here at St. Paul's is that we can continue to dig deeper into the transformative nature of stewardship, whether it is through the community giving campaign, the development of an environmental justice group, our outreach ministries, contemplative practices, or other activities, when we open our hearts to God and move towards the sharing of financial resources, caring for the environment and our neighbor, and tending to our spiritual lives, we are pushing against the dominant ethos of consumerism, destruction, and disconnection that is harming our world. We are saying no to isolation and yes to community. 
We are recognizing God's goodness and generosity in our lives and saying thank you. Charlie implied last week that stewardship is an act of faith that heals us, that is part of making us well. It is a reminder that small and large decisions we make each day are part of the fabric of life in which the Samaritan man and today's psalmist invites us to join all creation in bowing down before God and singing out God's name. And in our singing, may we be transformed by God's love and share that love with a world in need. Amen.